Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Faith Tech Podcast. This is a podcast where we're talking about this intriguing intersection of technology, theology, and culture. My name is James Kelly. I have this cool honor uh, to help lead this global tech community for Christ that we call Faith Tech. I live in this kind of emerging tech city uh, called Waterloo up in Canada. And I am here with John Dyer. Uh, John Dyer is a professor of Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh, he's been a web developer for a couple decades, and he's been really thinking about this intersection of faith and technology and culture for quite a while now. Wrote this amazing book called From the Garden to the City that had a massive, massive influence on my journey of um, launching Faith Tech and just to spend a whole bunch of time together thinking more deeply on this, I'm super pumped about. In this very first episode, man, we're gonna really talk about what is going on in culture? What is going on when we're living in this digitally saturated, massive, innovative uh, moment in our time? And we're gonna talk about, man, there's a way that we can think about this. There's these stories of how technology is shaping us, how we are shaping the world through technology, and ultimately trying to get at this core belief of what does God think about technology? So here we go. John, here we are. We're in Dallas, sitting down. We're in a hotel, downtown Dallas, looking around. We're seeing the city. Mm. We were just looking at outside of a window, seeing some gardens, almost mm. like made fake gardens, some real gardens. <laughs> <laughs> There's an analogy there in yeah. the, uh, I think what we'll be talking about. But we're in your hometown, yeah, Dallas. I'm so thankful to be, even be in the flesh with you. and Yeah, you thank know. you for coming all the way down and for making yeah. it a priority. And I was thinking about how much we want to value embodiment and yet how mm. much technology it took to get you here. You know, <laughs> we, we had a Zoom session, we had email, we had text, we had airplanes, we have microphones and laptops all around us. And so we live in this constant environment of you know, online and offline, they're always mixing together and we're trying to find the right balance. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I'm so excited because we get to spend this time together. And we really mm -hmm. want to go deep into trying to understand this digital culture, this mm -hmm. digital world. Yep. There's phrases like digital exodus and yeah. digital Babylon that are out yeah. there to try to define this state that yeah. we find ourselves in. And I, I think one of the ways I've been thinking about this is we have this promise that technology mm -hmm. will bring us this incredible utopia. Um, and there's so much hidden behind that. But with that too, I think as believers, our role is to also ask the question, well, what does God think mm, of technology? Yeah. What does the scripture say about technology? So we get to just sit down, yeah. look at the word and uh, say, is there a way that we can understand from the beginning of the Bible to the end, God's teaching for us and his word for mm. us in how to live and understand um, this digital world we, we live in. And uh, before we dive into even going into scripture really deeply, which we're going to do for most of these episodes, um, I did want to ask you this question, like how, how is a way that we can 
think about, almost like a paradigm of mm-hmm. thinking about this modern, digital, cultural time and moment we find ourselves in that might give us a framework on positioning ourselves mm-hmm. in this world. Yeah. Well, I like to use the idea of just storytelling. You know, we think a lot about the story of where we were born or we think about, you know, how we met someone or the success of a company. And, and we're always telling stories no matter what we're doing or thinking about the story of my life. What do I want to leave? And I think whenever you watch a, a commercial, there's always a story built into it, mm-hmm. right? It's always telling you something about some problem someone has, some great new thing comes along and solves it, and then how the life gets better. Mm-hmm. And I think that that little arc that we tell about, even, even our own faith sometimes, we talk about being lost, and then we met Jesus, and then now we're found. And mm-hmm. that little movement is happening in everything. So if we think about stories, there is there are stories that we're telling about technology, the ones that we tell ourselves about, you know, how we use it, <laughs> the promise we think it might have, um, then what, it, what is it doing to us and what does it all mean together? And so I think using that idea of thinking about what are the different stories we're telling about technology can be really helpful. Mm, and I know you've talked about it in a way where there's almost like these three stories and yeah. um, how you know, technology is shaping us and the tools. Can Why don't we walk through that? Because I think it's a good structure for me and how I think about the influence technology has both in how we create with it, yeah. how it kind of creates within us. Yeah. Um, so walk us through that. those three yeah. things. I mean, so the first one I usually think about is just what am I going to do with a tool? And so I think sometimes there, there are some really great commercials out there that will say, you know, what are you going to do with this and, mm. and they'll, they'll list off something, whether it's a car or a new phone or something like that. Mm. Um, what are you going to do with this thing? And so you think about um, a simple tool that we always like to start with. I always love this illustration of thinking about a shovel. Mm. What am I going to do with it? And so we're at that time of the year where I want to I build some new things. I just moved to a new house and I want to build a garden, you know, mm. and so I'm thinking about how can I use this, this tool to make a hole where there wasn't a hole before. So it's not, mm. it's not rocket science, but anytime you see a tool, your mind is kind of going forward in, in space and time and thinking about what could I do with this? How would my life be different? How could I change the world? How can I make my life better? Those are the things that I think our, our marketers want us to do. And those of us who are technology creators, the reason why we're making stuff is because we we can see a future out there mm. that the only way to get there is the tool that we're going to build, right? And mm. so we want to think about that part of it, of how could we change the world? And I think as we'll see, this is something that God built into us. He made us to mm. think this way, to say, how can I change the world that God made? He didn't make it to just be static, but to be fluid and to be Mm. moved and to be made into something new. And that's just the first story. What are we going to do with technology? What are we going to make with it? How are we going to change the world? Mm. Yeah, that's good. Um, It'd be really helpful too. um, I think even in this first story that we're talking about how humans shape the world using the tools, what's a good way we can even think about the tools and the technology? Like what's a, what's a good baseline definition for us around technology that we can be thinking about all of this as we go through? That's a good question because most of us, when we think about that world word technology today, we're usually thinking of something digital, something internet connected. If we start stepping back a little bit, you know, we're thinking about tables and chairs and we're thinking about airplanes and cars and we're thinking about aqueducts and all the kinds of things that Mm. people make that are useful in some way, right? So I think that that big, big picture category of technology as things that are useful. And this goes back to the original Greek word that we get technology from. It's techne, which would be uh, just this idea of kind of making. And then mm. a tech tone is a, is a maker. And what 
we can talk about that more as we go on. But this would be an artisan or a craftsperson, someone who mm. makes something with his or her hands. So all the things that we make that have some usefulness to it, it could be technology. Now, we could sort of subdivide that a little bit. We could talk about mediums maybe being mm. a communication technology that we're going to use, whether that's a stone tablet or, or a social media or something like that. Mm. We could talk about the difference between maybe a a tool, if I, if I think about the difference between a tool and a device, I'm usually thinking of a tool as something more on the physical end, a hammer, a shovel, mm. and a device as something more that, that does something for me in some way. Maybe it has buttons mm. um, and it's connected to something else. So there's no one on the other end of a hammer trying to get me to use it more, you know, <laughs> but a device is going to have that. So I think those are some of the things. If technology is a big overarching umbrella um, and then we have tools and devices and mediums, I think these all fit under the idea of culture that we're constantly making things, whether that's mm. language or music or objects or images or the rituals that we go about in our mm. day. And technology kind of spans all of that in some interesting ways. So when we're thinking about technology, sometimes we'll be in that broad mode of, of all the things we make. And sometimes we'll be thinking about the modern digital technology that's our current question. Mm. So this basic first story, this first way we can think about uh, technology and the tools mm -hmm. is how we as humans are shaping and changing and impacting mm -hmm. the world with the tools that we're using. Then you have this second story. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is where I think the shovel comes in. That's really, really helpful is I'll often ask an audience, you know, if you, if you dig a hole, you've changed the world, but what happens to you at the end of the day when you use a shovel for a while? You know? I am. Yeah. Tired. Yeah, you're probably tired. Probably yeah. uh, Need a shower because I stink. Yes. Depends yeah. on how hard I'm working. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, and then I would say, yeah, I probably my hands. Yeah, your hands are going to mm. change. Yeah, you might get some little blisters. And if you do that more, they might turn into calluses. And if you did it more, you might change your muscle, your muscles might change a little bit. And if you did it a lot more, you might get, you might know a little bit more about the soil, you know, mm. I live in Dallas, it's got clay soil, you know, you might learn something and your mind will be changed. And so this is the idea that whenever we're using technology, we're changing the world, but on the other end of, of the technology is, is us. And we're also getting changed as we use it. Mm. So you could kind of think of, of the world on one side and, and us on the other and the technology sitting between. And when we're using it, both things are getting changed at the same time. Mm. Both things are getting affected and our bodies and our minds and even our souls are always adapting to anything that we do through a pattern, anything that we do repeatedly. So, mm. you know, when you walk into a, a gym, you choose a tool based on how you want it to change you. And mm. um, when we go and we uh, we eat something for lunch, we we know that it's going to change us in some way. And sometimes we're <laughs> we go toward our our more base instincts, right? And we, and we don't make the right choices about how these things are going to change us. But the things that we do repeatedly do change us. And when we use tools repeatedly, those change us even as we're changing things. Now, I, do you remember who said this quote? I've heard it. We shape our tools and therefore our tools shape us. Yeah, that's sort of a, a distillation of Marshall McLuhan's thoughts by one of his students. And so, yeah, we're always uh, making a tool and, and thinking that this is going to change the world, but it also changes us in the process. And not always for bad. So this is not a mm -hmm. thing about uh, dumping on technology here, right. but just a recognition that we, we usually focus on that story of how I'm going to change the world and we forget how we're going to be changed in the process. And this definitely, again, Marshall McLuhan, which is kind of one of the leading thinkers in a lot of this space of philosophy, mm -hmm. theology, technology, uh, I know he kind of got going this concept of media ecology. Right. Um, he's really famous too for the phrase, the medium is the message, mm -hmm. which again is getting at this 
how the tool is shaping us mm -hmm. along the way of using that to shape the world. Yeah. What's he kind of getting at with the medium is the message yeah. concept? Like, why did that, why is that a phrase that's hung on? Because mm -hmm. I hear that all the time. Yeah. People bring that up to me all the yeah. time. The medium yeah. is the message. What yeah. are we getting on with that? Well, let me, be, let, me, let me situate him for a minute. So he's writing in the 19, late 1950s, 1960s. And there's, there's a wave of thinkers who are writing in the late 1800s thinking about how did all this industrial revolution change us? And then mm. there's a wave of thinking, you know, the early days of, of electricity and cars and airplanes in the early 20th century. Mm. But what McClellan is noticing is he's a, he's a college professor. He's trying to teach literature. Mm. And he's recognizing that the students that are coming to him think totally differently than he does. Mm. And he realizes that they've been raised on early television and, and radio and those things that he didn't really have as a kid. And so he's saying there's something going on here that is different. And so he begins to wonder about this and, and to write about it. And so he um, writes about this sort of first wave of, of, of media that we think of today, of broadcast media, that's mm. starting to globally affect a whole culture in a way differently than writing is doing. Mm. So when he says the medium is the message, he sort of means two things by that. One mm. of them is the thing that your mom said when you were growing up, right? That 90% of communication is... Non Posture, nonverbal. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so tone of voice, all those kinds of things. That I can say I love you in 10 different ways and they all mean different things. They huh. might mean please forgive me. They might mean they might be mocking. They might mean what I say to a pizza, whatever. So there's all these different ways that we can communicate. And so they're saying that um, that the words are not not everything, that also, again, our tone of voice and all that stuff is, is communicating heavily. Hmm. So that's one thing he meant by the medium is the message. And if we think about today when we use a text, maybe someone takes it differently than what they do in person or, or sometimes today a, yes. a phone call can be deeply meaningful, even if the exact same words are said. Mm. So all of that is in view. The second part though, he means in a more societal way mm. that when a new medium comes into society, that it, that it changes that society in way more significant ways than anything you would put on the medium. Mm. So if we think about the internet, for example, we think about all the things we can say on the internet, all the information. Mm. We think of it as an information technology, but really it's changed the whole way that we live, you know, the way that we order products, totally. um, the way that we date, you know, all of those things are right. totally different. And so when he's saying that the medium is the message, he's saying that medium itself has some message about the way the world should work and, mm. and what is the good life. All that is built into those things. So we consume music differently today. Mm. We, uh, we, we do our jobs differently today. All of those things are enabled by the internet. And that's what he means by it. So he's got this huge phrase where he would say that the words we say are as important as the words on the outside of a nuclear bomb as it flies down and blows up a city. Huh. He's saying that the, the bomb itself is the message, not any words on the outside of it. And so in a way, digital technology is this bomb into the world that has <clears throat> changed us significantly. That's what he means by the medium is the message. Man, and yeah, I'm excited to go even deeper on that throughout our conversation because I think as we dive into scripture too, we're actually we're going to see some of those mm. parallels, I think, as we go through. Now, uh, going off of that, um, I think it, it begs this really interesting question to me, which is the number of times I've heard people say to me, well, technology is just a tool, John, <laughs> right? It's just a tool. Yeah. It's neither good nor bad. And it's, you know, what the person does with it, mm -hmm. right? Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Mm. Um, and it gets into this concept of like, well, technology is neutral, mm -hmm. right? It's all about us. 
But what you're kind of getting at is like, well, is it? <laughs> right? And right. Then you're, you're starting to ask this other question. Um, walk us through like this technology is neutral. Is it neutral? Is it not? How can mm-hmm. we think about this? Because I think it has major implications actually yeah. on how we yeah. both create technology, mm-hmm. think of technology, use technology, yeah. if we are understanding the influence technology is mm-hmm. shaping and having on us. Well, that's a great question. I want to tell it, tell it to you in a story format, which is that, you know, when I was in, in seminary, I was half time a web developer and half time, you know, studying theology. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of this, uh, you know, programmer, professor, pastor, all, all kind of at once. And I'm thinking, man, I just want to use technology for God's glory. And I, and I love that. I love that I can still do that today. But I walked into a, a classroom and a professor, just kind of an offhanded comment said, one of the most dangerous things you can do is to believe that technology is neutral. And I was like, this mm. guy's dead wrong. <laughs> so I, I wanted to disprove that to yeah. him. And then he got sick and I never got to see him again. And so I had to do some reading. And as I thought more, more deeply about it, I think most of the time what people mean by that is they're, they're saying, hey, technology can be used for good or bad, right? Mm. We know that there are enormously terrible things we can do, but there's also good things. Mm. And we also know that we want to do good things for God's glory. So I think that's what we mean by that, by saying that okay. technology is neutral. But if we start thinking about it a little more, more deeply... One, we can think of an example like the shovel illustration that when we're using a, sh- a tool, it changes us. That's one thing. But I think we can also think that every technology has built into it um, a purpose, right? A meaning or what it's good for. Mm. Um, so, a, you know, a knife is good at cutting things. Or you mentioned a gun earlier. It's good at sort of long-range, precise destruction. Mm. We can also think of something like like a blockchain, that it's good at storing information in a way that doesn't change in its, in its values distribution. Mm. So when we think about that, that a technology has a purpose, that also means that it, again, has a value system in it and what right. it's going to be both good for, but also what it's not going to be good for. Mm. And then that's going to push us in a particular direction. And so what we're looking for is not to characterize technology as, as bad, mm. but what we're looking for is to say, what, what is it value and what direction does it push us in? Mm. And sometimes those directions maybe are things that aren't going to be super helpful for us in, mm. in our lives. So if I, if I value um, deep connection and deep thought, I probably don't want to you know, pick up my phone 300 times a day. Right. But my phone wants me to pick it up 300 times a day. It, it values that yeah. um, from a monetary perspective, which is you know, a big, complicated <sighs> subject. Um, but we can think about all the things around us and say, what is this value? What is it good at? And what do I value? And how do those things interact in a way mm. that either promotes, you know, human flourishing, community flourishing? Mm. What ways does it not? So again, what, what we're looking at with this idea of technology not being neutral is not to say that it's not to attach a moral thing to it necessarily. Mm. I mean, there's sometimes times where I think we want to do that with a technology, but really to say what direction is it going to take us and mm. how is that going to shape us in our communities as we use it. Mm. Is there a, a, a time where technology is, there is a moral connection to a piece of technology that, yeah. that could, we could look at a piece of technology and say, Oh, maybe that does have a moral element to it. Yeah, yeah. Does that mean? Yeah, and this is where the question gets really, really complicated because as we'll as we'll talk over time, I think about technology and its fundamental nature. I think of it as being good because yeah. I think of it as part of what God has made us to do is to mm. make things. Mm. So I think of it in its nature as good, and yet at the same time having this non-neutral effects on us as we use it. Mm. Now I'm, I'm looking out of the Dallas skyline, and I know that there are certain highways that were specifically built to separate the black and white part of the city, mm. right? 
And so that's a, it's hard to think of a highway as being morally evil, right. but that was built for a purpose. And so in oh. that way, I can think of it as being a, a kind of evil in that mm. way. Um, and I can, I can see the, the smog in the city and I can think, well, that the presence of things that are destructive to us is, is something that I would say, you know, is negative. Now, on the other hand, I don't know that it always has that intentionality to it. I don't mm. think that people, when they first built cars, were thinking I'm going to destroy that. And in yeah. fact, early on in the early 1900s, cars were thought of as cleaning up the city, right? Because hmm. the vehicles um, used to leave things behind, right? The horses right. used to leave things behind and cars suddenly cleaned up cities. So sometimes even in our best efforts, there are these unintentional effects that come with those things at the same time. Because even if you look back in history too, you have a lot of the creators of some of the most innovative technologies, they built it with something completely different mm -hmm. in mind. Like it's yeah. very common you would hear um, the inventors of um, like dynamite mm -hmm. or uh, the Wright brothers, you would hear phrases like, this is going to end war. Yeah. yeah. Like this will make war impossible mm -hmm. because we've built this technology. And then sometimes they go back, like I know the creator of the television went back and he said, oh, oh, oh I thought this was going to be a tool for education. Mm -hmm. And now I'm seeing it used for something different than I intended. Mm -hmm. Let's pull the plug, yeah. pull the plug like this was not working. And even today you're seeing like when the social dilemma mm -hmm. came out, that was a lot of former executives from major social media companies mm -hmm. saying, you know, what we did here, we didn't really know what we were doing and now it's gone in a direction we don't like and now we're actually speaking out on it. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, and I think what you're, you're teasing out that with every technology, there's gonna be these things that are intentionally good and bad uses where mm -hmm. someone is really trying to do something that's good um, and somebody else is gonna try to do something bad. And then there's the unintentional things that happen mm -hmm. that are both good and bad there. And I think you're also identifying that there's the values the creator of the technology had. Mm, right. There's the things that get built into the technology kind of un, unexpectedly. Mm. And then there's the values of the of the end user. And those are all kind of constantly in a, in a swirl. So we talk about in, um, in the academic world, this idea of social shaping of technology. There's not any mm. one force that we're talking about, um, but they're all operating at the same time. Mm. So, you know, when we think about Twitter and the way it was originally made was for texting and nobody does that anymore mm. on Twitter, right? Um, and it didn't have replies or retweets or any of those things, but all of those have got added over time as, as different users uh, pushed back and forth. And so, you know, users would love an edit button, but Twitter doesn't want that. And so there's always a push pull right. between these different forces. So we're, we've, we've kind of said in brief, there's this first story, mm -hmm. how humans shape the world using tools. Mm -hmm. Then you have the second story, which how those tools then in return, yeah. they start shaping us and changing us and impacting us. What's this third story yeah. then? How's this third piece that we can really start having a paradigm for how we're thinking about yeah. this digital world we're in? Yeah, I think of this as being the, the question about the good life. Like, what is it that we're trying mm. to do with our life? What direction do we want to go in? Where are we, what are we working toward as a society or as a family? And if you were to think about, if there's some technology that you want right now, right? Mm. Um, what is it that, that that will do is the first story? And then what will that do to you is the second story? But then why do you want it at a fundamental mm. level? What is it supposed to, to do for you? And what kind of life are you trying to create? What kind of society are we are we trying to create? And I think this is where there, that separation of 
the world that God envisions and sometimes the world that God doesn't envision are, are in conflict. There's a world that we are directed toward God and toward each other. And then there's the world that we're sort of self-directed and in curved toward ourselves. Mm. And so I think that that deeper spiritual question about what is life about is that third story that technology is always going to intersect for us. Mm. And so I really think now as we go into our second episode, we really want to unpack this third story at a really deeper level to say, okay, now how are all those things that um, the, the tools that we're creating and they're changing us, what does it mean for who we are as mm -hmm. believers in Jesus? What does scripture say who we are? You even mentioned the creator and his intention mm -hmm. for the tools. Well, what do we learn from scripture about that? So I think even going right back to the very beginning, looking at the Genesis account, let's go there and let's look at trying to understand at the deepest level who we are, how are we were created as humans. Is there a glimpse of trying to understand this complex digital technology world and how God views technology? So uh, let's go there. Thanks everybody for taking time in this conversation as we unpack this way of thinking about this digital world we're in, this first story of how humans shape the world using tools, the second story of how then those tools shape us. And now we want to get into at a really deep level, how are all those things now um, finding ways into our soul, understanding who we are, and we're going to look at a much deeper level in our next few episodes, a paradigm of viewing scripture through reflection, rebellion, redemption, restoration, the rhythm of scripture for what does God think of technology? Talk to you soon. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We're a brand new podcast. So if you know someone that you think would be intrigued by this conversation, if you could share with them, that would be amazing. Also, you can rate this show on whatever podcast platform you're on. And lastly, if you want to continue this conversation with others, join a faith tech community. Just go to faithtech.com. There's people now all around the world that are thinking more deeply, putting their amazing, unique skills to work for God's glory. I hope to see you in one of those cities. Grace and peace.